0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust.
1: Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing.
0: I'm Jim Swan,
1: and I'm Linda Smith.
0: Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario.
1: Every small business owner knows or soon discovers there are many facets to running a successful business in addition to providing the service or product that is their specialty or expertise.
0: And one critical aspect of business is finding and keeping the right people to carry out our entrepreneur's vision. This morning, we'll talk to two businesses that serve business.
1: Human resources, the hiring, firing, and retention of employees is important. When should a small business seek help from an HR service, and what will that service provide? Catherine Englander, owner of HR Partners for Business, will answer some of those questions.
0: And some of that might be discussed over a coffee. In fact, a lot of business is done over a coffee beverage, and some of the best communication and business ideas happen in the break room over a coffee.
1: Also, Jeff Schiller is with us from Imperial Coffee Services, a company that provides coffee and beverage service to businesses across Ontario. Jeff, welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you. First, Jeff, give us a little background as to how you ventured into the coffee service.
2: Well, it's kind of an interesting story. It was back in the late '80s, I was actually in the food service business, and my brother was in the coffee industry. Back then, there was not a f- coffee chain on every corner. So the coffee industry back then were coffee vending machines. I'm not sure if you recall coffee vending machines, but they were quite popular. And my brother was in that business. So we've gone down to Windsor to visit him. We're sitting around having a beer, complaining about our jobs. And he mentioned that the company he worked for was probably going to close up. And as brothers will do over a beer or two, we decided what a great time to start our own company, buy the one that was going to close up, and start our own office coffee business. And
0: thus, Imperial
2: Coffee, and Services. here we are today, and Jeff Schiller.
0: Well, how do, how do you define a coffee service, Jeff?
2: Well, it's interesting that you call it a coffee service. Uh, nowadays, we there's so much focus on employee retention, um, keeping employees happy in the workplace. So we're a little more than a coffee service now. We're sort of a coffee break solution company. Ah. It's important for businesses nowadays to provide a coffee break or a break solution that will satisfy everybody. We have coffee drinkers, tea drinkers cold drink drinkers. Mm-hmm. So we're not just coffee anymore. It's more of an office coffee break solution business.
1: So how large does a company need to be before they consider contracting out to a coffee service?
2: Great question. There is sort of a line in the sand. We, there's a couple different ways we can look at it by a dollar value, number of employees, or just how much coffee you're drinking. So generally we say if you're making between five and 10 pots of coffee a day, it's probably time to switch off to a coffee service. If you're spending 100 hundred, hundred and fifty, 150 maybe $200 a month on coffee break supplies, it's probably time to switch over to a coffee company.
0: Internet has impacted almost everything. You talked about vending machines. We don't see too many of those. But uh, what impact has the Internet had on coffee uh, and beverage services
2: or, or break solution services? <laughs> Bre- break solution services. Well, it definitely has impacted our industry for sure. Um, we really need to be on our game in this day and age because we have clients who can go online, go on the Internet, source the most up-to-date equipment, source what's happening in our industry, source what's happening for coffee break or office break solutions. And so when they call us, they expect us to be up on our game as well and be able to provide some of these services. So the Internet makes it easy for everybody to be an expert in every field. And so we really have to be on our game. And so
1: while we're talking about technology, what are some of the advances in computer technology that has had on your equipment and what you install for your coffee service? Well, when we
2: first started our business, for sure, we all kind of had the same coffee maker. You poured water in the top and it brewed a pot of coffee. Nowadays, it's a little different. We have coffee machines now that are, can interface with your Wi-Fi connection in your office. They can notify us when your coffee supplies are getting low. <laughs> We have machines that uh, operate very much like a smartphone where you can swipe the screen, you can select different beverages. Um, by putting in a couple of types of beans, some chocolate and some French vanilla, we have a machine that can produce from that 1,100 different drink choices, all at the swipe of a smart screen.
0: Wow. So there are a lot of things to consider then if you're setting up that break solution service. Absolutely. Um, what, what kinds of, of factors then should you consider?
2: So the first thing we want to we want to talk about is what's the volume of coffee specifically that you're going through. And that helps us kind of think of what's the best direction to go with coffee brewers themselves because that's going to be the, the the sort of the anchor of the break room will be your coffee machine. So we need to look at your volume and decide what size machine will be appropriate and then we can expand from there. We can talk about what are your needs with water? What are your needs with tea? Um is a single cup machine better? than what we would call in the industry a batch brew machine. A batch brew machine would make a pot of coffee or a thermos. A single cup would make one cup at a time. They both have their niche. So there's a lot of conversation that takes place. We sort of look at what is your end objective? Are you trying to satisfy um, all your employees' needs with everything from tea to hot chocolate and cold drinks? Or are you specifically looking for coffee? Um, and again, focusing in on the volume and then heading in the direction the company's looking for
1: so now we're intrigued, and we want to consider uh, coffee service. Uh, what does a contract look like uh, with your business, and are there things a the business should know and be aware of when dealing with a coffee service provider?
2: Absolutely. Contracts, I, I, I always hate the term contract. We, I'm not a big believer in paperwork. So we have a simple one-page agreement. Um, we like everything to be very simple. And the caution should be, the cautionary tale should be, when you're looking at, just like any contract, do you fully understand the contract? Is it worded simply? Um, are there any questions that you need to answer? So we keep it simple. We are three quarters of one side of one page. And I believe that anybody should be able to read it, come up with the quick questions. There's no uh, no areas within that agreement that would lead to uncertainty. Um, specifically in the industry, you want to watch for hidden fees that might include rentals. It might include uh, fees if your usage drops behind below a certain number. Those are some of the specifics. But again, I just believe that paperwork should be very simple, very straightforward, and easy for anyone to understand.
0: What is the cost range for something like this then? Is well, it on a per beverage or how do you how do you uh, estimate
2: generally, that? Generally, it, it's hard to estimate what it would be because you're looking at all the supplies. So a company that might be purchasing everything from tea to coffee to cold drinks would spend more, the bigger spend. But it's based on the price of the products that you purchase, not on an individual cup basis. So
0: if people want to know more, they can get in touch with Imperial uh, Coffee Services, Inc., or definitely look up Coffee Services on the BBB directory. Jeff, thanks for being with us this morning on Ask BBB. Thanks for having me here today. I enjoyed that. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Jeff Schiller of Imperial Coffee Services, Inc., an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you'll find Imperial Coffee Service on the BBB directory when you search for Coffee Break Service and Supplies or... You can go to imperialcoffee.com. We're going to take a break now, and we'll be back to discuss help at hiring, firing, and retaining employees. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of Better Business Bureau, serving Western Ontario.
1: Hiring and keeping good employees is essential to business success and is often something that small business owners find the most challenging part of what they do.
0: We welcome Catherine Englander, who is the owner of HR Partners for Business, an HR consulting and contracting firm serving Western Ontario.
1: Welcome to Ask BBB, Catherine. Thanks, Linda. What are the functions that are handled by the Human Resources Department of a company?
3: Human Resources handle functions such as recruiting, onboarding, training, performance management... Coaching staff, right up to the company president, providing advice and guidance on matters such as discipline, legislative compliance, policy development, dismissals, and layoffs.
0: That's a long all the, list.
3: The fun things
0: are, are there. Some things that uh, an HR company like your, yours uh, would not handle.
3: Actually, my company does not do payroll, and we do get asked if we do payroll. We just we don't deal with any financials. We strictly do. Um, HR straight functions.
1: So small businesses are like, uh, li- likely handle many of those functions without an HR department. Um, at what point do they seek help from a third-party HR provider like HR Partners for Business?
3: Often businesses are using their own admin person or a bookkeeper or the company owner is the HR person. And unfortunately, those individuals are not familiar with employment law and they can easily get your company into trouble. So the beauty of HR Partners for Business is that if a business owner has a question, we can answer the question and set them on the right track. We can also uh, be hired to solve the problem on an hourly basis, a half-day basis, or as much as needed by the company. As a business grows, proper HR assistance is important not only for compliance, but for building proper culture and engagement of employees.
0: So do you go in and do just a, a one-time kind of assessment uh, or is it a, a long-term contract where you would provide the service over a, a term?
3: We can do a one-time assessment or we can sit down. You, as a business owner, you, you probably know the problems that you have. So when I go in, I personally say, let's talk about how things are going. And I, I usually can get a business owner to open up and tell me what the issues are then we figure out the best approach to solving the issues, whether it be something small like a termination or whether it be customized training.
1: Um, What are the roles of an HR professional compared to an HR lawyer and how does a company determine which they need?
3: Well, I always say we're the step before you need a lawyer. If you have an HR professional that you're using as a company owner and and you are working closely with that person or team, You shouldn't need an employment lawyer. If you do end up with a lawsuit, then you definitely will need a lawyer. Uh, For example, if you happen to dismiss someone and you did that improperly and they go to an employment lawyer, you will need an employment lawyer because you'll need a lawyer to uh, fight back.
0: So you want to make sure the HR professional that you hire is fully qualified. What what, uh, are some of the qualifications and experience then, that you would expect of an HR professional?
3: Well, there are many levels of HR education. There are college programs that are certificates, diplomas, and degree programs. Uh, my company specifically is belongs to the HR professionals of Ontario. We are certified HR people. The um, We also belong to the Better Business Bureau. At, we are all experienced and educated HR professionals with over 60 years of experience on my team.
1: Wow. Um Let's look then at some of the situations where a business might need human resource assistance. For instance, if a business is growing and hiring new personnel, what would be the advantage of hiring an HR firm, and how would that be handled?
3: So right now the labour market is tight. We're in an employee's market, which is different than when the labour market is not so tight, and it's an employer's market. People are not as expensive. Right now, because the labour market is tight, It's harder to find good, qualified people. An HR professional team can assist you in hiring the right employee because we efficiently manage the process due to our experience with hiring. We know how to handle the candidates properly, do referencing, everything involved, and then we'll do an offer based on what you want to offer to the candidate and we'll get the candidate on board for you. Um, Unfortunately, right now, there are companies... If you wait too long and you want a candidate, you're going to lose the candidate because it is an employee's market. Another example of a something that we've done lately is bill one forty eight was passed last year, and most most people heard about it. It was the legislation about minimum wage plus many other things. We did workshops and we were available to assist We handled that through or we assisted a lot of companies with bill one forty eight um legislation. Right now, we are planning workshops for the cannabis legislation, which will be passed in
0: October. And there will probably be some call for that. Uh, what then, you mentioned uh, the market and so on. So what are the costs that are involved in hiring an HR firm? And how does that compare it with if you're trying to handle it internally?
3: HR Partners for Business is not expensive, and it's a very cost-effective resource. We normally bill between $75 and $125 per hour based on the quantity of work that we're doing, based on the number of employees, based on the difficulty of the work that we're doing.
1: So we've decided that we want to move ahead with uh, your services. What sort of contract or agreement should a business expect? And then how are the deliverables measured?
3: We usually quote out... Not all the time because sometimes an employer will call me with an emergency saying I need to fire somebody immediately and they don't care how much it costs. But normally I, we try to quote out so that you know up front and you'll sign off the quote so that you know up front what you're getting into. So we offer um, on-site assistance as needed or we offer online assistance by the hour, day or by the job. We're customer service oriented. We meet with you to determine your pain points. We just des- Discuss the best approach with you. Um, there are no hidden charges unless you have an emergency, and then we come on site to help you immediately, as I mentioned. So, measuring deliverables, it would depend on what you want out of the service. For example, you might want uh, a very good hire, and if we made that hire for you and it turned out to be a good employee, then that would be a success. Also, if we happen to help you terminate someone, we offer outplacement counselling. And if you don't hear back from that person, then that's also a success because it means they've moved forward and that's what we try to
0: do. Catherine, you've provided a great deal of information for us in a short period of time. Uh, We want to thank you for taking time to be with us here on Ask BBB.
3: Thank you very much for inviting me, Jim and Linda. I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Our guest has been Catherine Englender, who is the owner of HR Partners for Business, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. And you'll find HR Partners for Business in the BBB directory when you search for human resources. We'll return in a moment to talk about bills you shouldn't pay. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Linda is the CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Well, this morning we've been talking about services for business. And as the business grows, there are more and more services and supplies needed.
1: Scammers know this and take advantage of the busy pace businesses keep in the fast-moving environment that is today's norm. It's the fake invoice scam that we're going to talk about today.
0: All right. Who's the target of this scam, Linda?
1: This scam targets business owners and their employees. The scammers attempt to fool employees into paying for products that the business didn't order, and that may not even exist. Fake invoices can be for any product or service. The most common are office supplies, websites or domain hosting services, and directory listings, which may be referred to as a renewal of something.
0: Okay, so how does the scam generally work, Linda?
1: Many versions of the invoice scam have been reported, but the general con remains the same. The business receives a letter or email which is official-looking invoice. The person in charge of processing invoices at the business isn't aware of the scam, so the bill is handled normally and paid like other invoices coming into the business without further investigation.
0: So that invoice really looks quite genuine. So besides services like websites and products like office supplies, are there other types of invoices
1: Perhaps the most intimidating is an invoice from a local, provincial, or federal government agency of some kind uh, of local for a local fee, tax, or other official assessment required to stay in compliance with the law. These are sometimes stamped past due or are accompanied with threatening phone calls.
0: All right. And as we mentioned, those invoices are really hard to tell from one that's legitimate. Is, is there any way to spot them?
1: Train your staff. Make sure that people processing invoices or answering phone calls are aware of this con. Scammers are great at mimicking official seals, fonts, and other details that make the invoices look legitimate.
0: So I guess one thing would be to make sure that your staff is aware of all the services that you do legitimately contract.
1: Absolutely. Create a process for inspecting invoices. Always check that goods or services were both ordered and delivered before paying an invoice. Designate a small group of employees with authority to approve purchases, receive shipments, and pay the bills. When it comes to web services, it's also a really good idea to consolidate your domain registrations with a single registrar and make sure the domain is registered in your company's name, not your vendor's.
0: I think it's interesting you mentioned a small group of employees or one uh, area where everything goes through. So there's only a few people that are going to handle those invoices. Uh, That way, uh, they will probably be aware of whether or not that company has actually been contracted, eh?
1: And they can cross-check their work with each other and make sure it validate each other's uh, work, whether it's come in wh- and where these products and services, if they've been re- realized and if, they, and if they need to be paid. Hmm. So a small team in charge of that is a really good idea.
0: So if a company falls prey to this scam, they, obviously they want to report it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, to report a scam go to BBB Scam Tracker. That's the Better Business Bureau Scam Tracker. And to learn how to protect yourself and your employees, go to 10 Steps to Avoid Scams.
0: Linda, maybe we can just... uh Say a little bit more about the uh, Scam Tracker and how it works.
1: Yeah, BBB, or Better Business Bureau Scam Tracker, was developed to be a repository for illegal activities across North America, targeting consumers, businesses, and the marketplace at large. And it's located on the BBB website, and there are two principles in Scam Tracker, tracking and reporting. And so you can actually go onto to uh, bbb.org backslash scam tracker and hit our community or a community that you're interested in, and you will see what are the scams that are trending in those postal codes or literally across zip codes and postal codes across Canada.
0: And then if there is a scam that looks something like what you have experienced, there are some details on that scam there too.
1: Absolutely, and Better Business Bureaus work with uh, officials Uh, to report those scams.
0: Linda, that's about all of our time for today. Uh, That is this edition of Ask BBB. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Remember, Ask BBB.
1: And start with trust.